0: one whistle, we're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on everyone, it's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination. was quick we're already at the end of the tunnel oh now this is a very odd place indeed we're in a nice comfortable house sometimes the people in nice comfortable houses can feel a bit restless and when that happens sometimes unexpected adventures take place today's story was imagined by L. Frank Baum, and is called the Box of Robbers. No one intended to leave Martha alone that afternoon, but it happened that everyone was called away for one reason or another. Mama was attending the weekly book club held by her friends. Martha's sister school friend had called out of the blue to take her for a long drive and Papa was at the office, as usual. So that left Martha with Emmeline, the sitter. As for Emmeline, she certainly should have stayed in the house and looked after the little girl. But Emmeline had a restless nature. Will you promise to behave if I just cross the street to my friend, she asked little Martha. Oh, Emmeline was craving some conversation with someone her own age. Of course I don't mind, replied Martha. You'd better lock the back door though and take the key because I'm going to be playing upstairs. Oh, I'll do that of course, thanks, said the delighted sitter and ran away to spend the afternoon with her friend across the street, leaving Martha quite alone in the big house. So Martha read a few pages in her new book, and started to play visiting with her four favorite dolls. Then she remembered that in the attic was a dolls playhouse that hadn't been used for months. So she decided she would dust it and put it in proper order. Filled with this idea, the girl climbed the winding stairs to the big room under the roof. It was well lit by three dormer windows and was warm and pleasant. Around the walls were rows of boxes and trunks, piles of old carpeting, pieces of damaged furniture, bundles of discarded clothing, and other odds and ends of more or less value. The doll's house had been moved but after a search, Martha found it tucked away over in a corner near the big chimney. She pulled it out and noticed that behind it was a black wooden chest that her Uncle Walter had sent over from Italy years and years ago, before Martha was born, in fact. Mama had told her about it one day, how there was no key to it, because Uncle Walter wished it to remain unopened until he returned home. And now this wandering uncle, who had traveled far and wide in search of great adventures, had never been heard from again. The little girl looked at the chest curiously, now that it had by accident attracted her attention. It was quite big and studded all over with tarnished brass-headed nails. It was heavy, too, for when Martha tried to lift one end of it, she found she could not stir it a bit. But there was a place in the side of the cover for a key. She stooped to examine the lock and saw that it would take a rather big key to open it. Then, as you may suspect, Martha longed to open Uncle Walter's big box and see what was in it. For we are all curious, and children are just as curious as the rest of us. I don't believe Uncle Walter will ever come back, Martha thought. It's been so long. If I only had a key... She stopped and clapped her little hands together excitedly as she remembered a big basket of keys on the shelf in the linen closet. There were all sorts and sizes. Who knows? Perhaps one of them would unlock the mysterious chest. Martha flew down the stairs, found the basket, and returned with it to the attic. Then she sat down before the brass-studded box and began trying one key after another in the curious old lock. Some were too large, but most were too small. One would go into the lock but would not turn. Another stuck so fast that she feared for a time that she would never get it out again. But at last, when the basket was almost empty, an oddly shaped ancient brass key slipped easily into the lock. With a cry of joy, Martha turned the key with both hands. Then she heard a sharp click, and the next moment the heavy lid Blew up. The little girl leaned over the edge of the chest in an instant, and the sight that met her eyes caused her to start back in amazement. Slowly and carefully, a man unpacked himself from the chest, stepped out onto the floor, stretched his limbs, and then took off his hat and bowed politely to the astonished child. He was tall and thin, and his face seemed badly tanned or sunburnt. Then, another man emerged from the chest, yawning and rubbing his eyes like a sleepy schoolboy. He was of middle size, and his skin seemed as badly tanned as that of the first. While Martha stared open-mouthed at the remarkable sight, a third man crawled from the chest. He had the same complexion as his fellows, but was short and fat. All three were dressed in a very curious manner. They wore short jackets of red velvet braided with gold and trousers of sky-blue satin with silver buttons. Their hats had broad brims with high-peaked crowns from which fluttered yards of bright-colored ribbons. They had big gold rings in their ears, and rows of knives in their belts. Their eyes were black and glittering, and they wore long fierce mustaches, curling at the ends like a pig's tail. My, but you are heavy, exclaimed the fat one when he had pulled down his velvet jacket and brushed the dust from his sky-blue trousers, and you squeezed me all out of shape. It was unavoidable, Luigi, responded the thin man lightly. The lid of the chest pressed me down upon you. Sorry. As for me, said the middle-sized man, carelessly lighting a match, you must acknowledge I have been your nearest friend for years, so do not be disagreeable. You mustn't light a match in the attic, said Martha, recovering herself at the sight of the match. You might set the house on fire. The middle-sized man who had not noticed her before, at this speech turned to the girl and bowed. "'Since a lady requests it,' said he, "'I will not,' and he blew out the match. "'We've just been in there so long. "'I thought it might help our eyes adjust.' "'Who are you?' asked Martha, "'who until now had been too astonished to be frightened.' "'Permit us to introduce ourselves,' said the thin man flourishing his hat gracefully." ''This is Luigi,'' the fat man nodded. ''And this is Benny,'' the middle-sized man bowed. ''And I am Victor. We are three bandits, Italian bandits.'' ''Bandits?'' cried Martha with a look of horror. ''Exactly. Perhaps in all the world, there are not three other bandits so terrible and fierce as ourselves,'' said Victor proudly. "'Tis so,' said the fat man, nodding gravely. "'Oh, but that's wicked!' exclaimed Martha. "'Yes, indeed,' replied Victor seriously. "'We are extremely and tremendously wicked. "'Perhaps in all the world you could not find three men more wicked "'than those who now stand before you.' "'Tis so,' said the fat man approvingly. "'But you shouldn't. Be so wicked, said Martha. It's... it's naughty. Victor cast down his eyes and blushed. Naughty? gasped Benny with a horrified look. Ah, tis a hard word, said Luigi sadly, and buried his face in his hands. Then Victor spoke. But you must consider, miss, that our wickedness has an excuse... Uh, For how are we to be bandits, let me ask, unless we are wicked? Hmm. Martha was puzzled and shook her head thoughtfully. Then she remembered something. Well, you don't have to remain bandits any longer, said she, because you are now in America, and so you can start over fresh with a new career, new place, new you. America? cried the three together. That's right. You are on Prairie Avenue in Chicago. Uncle Walter sent you here from Italy in this chest. The bandits seemed greatly bewildered by this announcement. Luigi sat down on an old chair with a broken rocker and wiped his forehead with a yellow silk handkerchief. Benny and Victor fell back upon the chest and looked at Martha with pale faces and staring eyes. When he had somewhat recovered himself, Victor spoke. Oh, your uncle Walter has greatly wronged us, he said reproachfully. He has taken us from our beloved Italy, where bandits are highly respected, and brought us to a strange country where we shall not know whom to rob or how much to ask for ransom. Tis so, said the fat man, slapping his leg sharply. And we had won such fine reputations in Italy, said Benny regretfully. Perhaps Uncle Walter wanted to reform you and set you on a new happier path in a new place, suggested Martha. <clears throat> Are there the no bandits in Chicago? asked Victor. Well, replied the girl, blushing in her turn, we don't call them bandits. Then what shall we do for a living? inquired Benny despairingly. A great deal can be done in a big city like Chicago, said Martha. My father is a lawyer, the bandits shuddered, and my mother's cousin is a police inspector. Ah, said Victor, now that is good employment. The police need to be inspected, especially in Italy. Everywhere, added Benny. And you could do other things, too, continued Martha, encouragingly. You could be clerks in a department store. Some people even become postmen to earn a living. The bandits shook their heads sadly. We are not fitted for such work, said Victor. Our business is to rob. Even in Chicago, there must be people to rob, remarked Benny with cheerfulness. Martha was very distressed at this. Now look here, I think you'd better think of a different career. What if I told you that everybody here has already been robbed? Then we can rob the robbers, for we have experience and talent beyond the ordinary, said Benny. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, moaned Martha. Why did Uncle Walter ever send you here in this chest? The bandits became interested. "'This is what we would like to know,' declared Victor eagerly. "'But no one will ever know, for Uncle Walter was lost on his last adventure "'and never returned,' Martha continued with conviction. "'Ah, then we must accept our fate and rob to the best of our ability,' said Victor. "'So long as we are faithful to our beloved profession, we need not be ashamed.' "'Tis so,' cried the fat man. We will begin now. Let us rob the house we are in. Good, shouted the others and sprang to their feet. Benny turned on little Martha. Remain here, he commanded. Then he added in a gentler voice, uh, but don't be afraid. That's the way all bandits talk. But of course, we, we would never hurt a child, not under any circumstances. Oh, of course not, said Victor. The fat man picked up a big sack and flourished it about his head. "'Spananas!' cried Benny in a terrible voice. "'Confusion to our foes!' hissed Victor. And then the three crept stealthily down the stairway, leaving Martha feeling quite concerned and confused. How long she remained alone in the attic she never knew, but finally she heard the cat-like tread of the returning bandits and saw them coming up the stairs in a single file all bore heavy loads of plunder in their arms, and Luigi was balancing a mince pie on the top of a pile of her mother's best evening dresses. Victor came next with an armful of bric-a-brac, and Benny had a copper kettle. Oh joy, said Victor, putting down his load. We have much wealth now, continued Victor, holding the mince pie while Luigi added his spoils to the heap and all from one house. Whereupon all three sat on the floor and consumed the minced pie while Martha looked on sadly. We should have a cave, remarked Benny, for we must store our plunder in a safe place. Uh, Can you tell us of a secret cave, he asked Martha. "Uh, There's a mammoth cave, she answered, but it's in Kentucky. You would need to ride in a car a long time to get there. The three bandits looked thoughtful and munched their pies silently. But the next moment they were startled by the ringing of the doorbell, which was heard plainly even in the remote attic. What's that? demanded Victor in a hoarse voice as the three scrambled to their feet. Martha ran to the window and saw that it was only the postman who had dropped a letter in the box and gone away again. But the incident gave Martha an idea of how to get rid of her troublesome bandits. So she began wringing her hands as if in great distress and cried out, It's the police! The robbers looked at one another with genuine alarm and Luigi asked tremblingly, Are there many of them? A hundred and twelve! exclaimed Martha after pretending to count them. Ah, then we are lost, declared Benny, for we could never fight so many. The three wicked ones groaned aloud. Suddenly, Martha turned from the window. You are my friends now, are you not? she asked. Ah, we are devoted, answered Victor. We adore you, cried Benny. Well, then I will save you, said the girl. How? asked the three with one voice. Get back into the chest, Martha said. I will then close the lid so the police officers will be unable to find you. They looked around the room in a dazed and irresolute way. But she exclaimed, You must be quick. They will soon be here to arrest you. Then Luigi sprang into the chest and lay flat upon the bottom. Benny tumbled in next and packed himself in the backside. Victor followed. Then Martha ran up to press down the lid, but could not quite make it catch. "'Oh, you must squeeze down,' she said to them. Luigi groaned. "'I am doing my best, Martha,' said Victor, who was nearest the top. But although we fitted in very nicely before, the chest now seems rather small for us.' "'Tis so,' came the muffled voice of the fat man from the bottom. "'I know what takes up the room,' said Benny.' What? inquired Victor anxiously. The pie, returned Benny. Tis so, came from the bottom in faint accents. They chucked out the mince pie. Then Martha sat upon the lid and pressed it down with all her weight. To her great delight, the lock caught. And springing down, she exerted all her strength and turned the key. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the rainbow tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. I hope it will be someplace without comedic bandits next time. If you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen to podcasts and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time.